Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode number 50. I can't believe that I'm on 50 of Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. And tonight, I'm so excited to bring you the extraordinary Jennifer Heller Moness and her meditation lab. So before we begin, Welcome once again to my show about manifesting. I am so excited in the, mo the month of November, which is Attitude of Gratitude. And our theme tonight is choose to feed the good, which is always a good thing to do. You know, this is a show about life transformation, living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, and finding true happiness. And of course, my favorite, discovering the list. So it's time to manifest the light of your dreams. Tonight we have Jen to take us along. Good evening, Jen. I'm so excited to join you tonight. I'm so excited to be here. And before we go on, I just remind you all that bliss is not just an abstract idea. It's an attainable state of being. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself, you are just steps away from living the life you desire. And are we ready to wake up to a universe packed with possibility? This show is based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. Here it is. Every month we follow, like I said, November is Attitude of Gratitude. We have Mike Spatola on and he is telling us to knock him dead, which we will be sure to. Um, before we begin, once again, in the book, I ask you to set your intention, Jen, and at the outset, pick a magical number. So at the end of the interview, we will pick a number between the pages of three and 397. And then at the end, we'll talk about your intention for the interview and what insight corresponds so you can share that with the audience and away we go once again my intention is always to have a good time i'm going to start talking about choose to feed the good which i'm excited about because we really need to choose to feed those wonderful things in our lives focus on what is working what makes us happy what brings us joy and with that introducing jen she is a certified yoga teacher and meditation coach she is a founder and director of the Meditation Lab, which we'll learn more about in a little bit. It's based out of Irvington, New York. She works throughout the country sharing her program. It's an experiential exploration of mindfulness and movement. With corporate executives as well as faculty, she talks to students and administrators of all ages in public and private school, which is fantastic because the younger they get exposed to all of this great stuff, the better they are as adults, as we all know. We could all use a lot more tools at this age, especially when we deal with such big issues in life. The Meditation Lab was a program that was founded in 2016 and it has integrated into over 25 businesses and 40 schools and competitive travel athletic organizations throughout the country. So it's already made its mark and I'm so excited to you know, explore it with you guys tonight. Participants are taught meditation techniques in simple practical ways to reduce stress, increase focus and improve performance. She has a unique way of delivering her message and makes what could be an intimidating subject fun and relevant, which is all up my alley. The tools and techniques she shares and reinforces that happiness is a skill which you can train just the way you train your body at the gym. And with consistent practice, meditation can improve your work relationship and health. And she's been practicing meditation and yoga since 1996, so she's quite the expert on this. She shared her program, like I said, with more than 10,000 people since its inception. And I can't wait to share this extraordinary woman with all of you tonight. Without further ado, Jen, how are you tonight? 
I am good. That was quite an introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Your bio and believe me, you've earned every accolade and great feat of, 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 you know, making your mark in this world. And certainly by virtue of the fact that so many people have benefited from your program, you've done a great job so far. And we need more people like you into the world, right? So tell me a little bit or tell the audience actual, actually who, who you are in your own words and, and how you've, arrived in this personally, you know, lucrative, wonderful profession now, as well as, you know, your path so far, because I know that you haven't always been um, doing the meditation lab and, uh, and you've been practicing since 1996, but that hasn't been the beginning of your journey, correct? That's correct. That's correct. My journey started, I graduated um, from the University of Pennsylvania in 1989 and started working for now Governor Andrew Cuomo, who at the time was running a not-for-profit uh, that was really uh, the first of its kind to, to think about homelessness in a very different way in New York City, which rather than providing just a home or a bed for someone to live in, but instead providing them with the services that would be helpful for them to become more independent in their lives. Awesome. So I met Andrew right when I finished um, college and was with him for about six years before he then went on to HUD uh, to become Assistant Secretary of Housing. And at that time, I made the decision to stay in New York and to not go to DC because I really wanted to, um, I had always wanted to explore education. In fact, I had gone to Penn and I was in the business school. My dad was really excited about me being in the business school. <laughs> and, I, and I ended up transferring to the School of Education. And in those days, which is so different than our kids now in college, they sent home a letter saying, we just want you to know your child has changed majors. Right now, I don't, I, you don't get any information now as a mother of a college student. And I remember my parents calling me saying like, did you just change to the school of education? Because <laughs> you need to change back like now. Oh, so, awesome. so it was always in me, right? It was always so when I when when Andrew went to right. Washington, this is the time I can go and get my master's in special ed, which I did. And while I was doing that, a friend had dragged me along to a yoga class saying, I know that you would really, you would really like this. And within my first class, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be, this is what I need to be teaching. Wow. It was like that. So I began as a yoga teacher in about 1997, I guess. My oldest son was just born and I was teaching in studios all throughout New York City and then we moved to Westchester County. And I continued that work here in Westchester County until about 2015 when my son was thinking about going to high school. And it was just such an intense time. It was so stressful for him. He's my oldest and I thought, these kids need tools and techniques to help them manage the intensity of this process. And there was nothing like that at the time, there was nothing like that being offered in the public school system. Um, I mean, mindfulness was not on the cover of the <laughs> People were not, and, and the word meditation just made people think of like, you know, someone sitting on a mountaintop like this and, uh, you know, there was no room for drinking Diet Coke if you were, um, <laughs> meditation so so i'm like oh my gosh i'm the person because i do drink diet coke so i'm going to be the person that's going to share with the world that you can be practicing these tools and techniques and not necessarily be adherent to this very very you know stringent set of rules that someone has you know created as the myth that has to be um so that was that's why that was the, when the idea came so i love it so you went to wharton I mean, sorry, you went to University of Pennsylvania for the business school. 
Correct. And then you decided, well, because which is one of the best business schools in the country. I hated it. <laughs> you hated it. So at that point, you're like, well, I guess you knew exactly what you wanted because you just shifted on your own. Of course, your parents were just like, what? Ah, <laughs> back. And then I shifted on my right. It's, it's interesting. I love it. And then you just basically, you know, graduate with an education degree. And then out in the world, you happen upon, you know, you happen upon a yoga class that just changed your, your life. It, did. it wow. really did. And I know my parents must have been like, so now you just got this degree and now you're going to be teaching yoga, which again, at the time, not many people were doing. So that, but I, I just had a calling because I knew I would be able to make people help people on the journey of feeling better. I mean, that's that's how I felt. That's what happened when I walked into that class. It wasn't about spirituality. It was just about feeling more comfortable in your skin, feeling more relaxed, feeling more at ease. And then um, Isaac, I have this is what I have to do. That's awesome. It you know, I, it's yeah, let me let me let me take this off. And I want to show um, these wonderful people your beautiful logo for the meditation lab because I think it's fantastic. And it's so simple and it's it's beauty at, at this point. So what exactly, how did you come up with that name? And and then tell me what this is for you. Because I, you know, from going from a yoga class to having a whole, you know, business based upon it. I mean, it took you some time. Tell me a little bit about that. It did take me some time. And I must say that I was thinking about what you said at the beginning about feeding the good wolf. I love it. Yeah. And every time I'm feeling a little bit down, because as you know, owning your own business has a lot of ups and downs. I'm going to read uh, the things that I've accomplished in four years and remind myself that even though one day might feel like not the best day, it's more about looking at that overall picture. So, so thank you for that. Oh my um, God. I, I think it's fantastic because, and I think that, you know, honestly, with regard to four years that you've done so much within four years, I think that's the beauty of an idea that is it really gets tapped with genius because when hap when I mean four years is, is really no time, but at, at the same in the same token in the business world that you basically still in, in existence after four years is amazing because people give up. So congratulations to that. I want to really acknowledge and validate the fact that you know you are doing it and you're bringing so much good. And and I want to step back because I do want to go back to the theme and I love the fact that you're acknowledging those wonderfully huge steps that you don't really see until you do sit back and like think, oh my God, that's what I've done. And, and I think for anybody out there who has an idea that, you know, brings them passion and brings them purpose, that that is something that you really want to contemplate too, is that, you know, the journey, you know, it, it takes some time, but once you sit back and you really see where you've come from, that's really amazing and it's significant and that's feeding the good. So let me read the theme for today because I think the quote is really important and I and I really we um, we changed the day but I wanted to keep to this because I think this is perfect for you Jen because you really um, you really do embody this there's a battle of two wolves inside all of us one is evil it is anger jealousy greed resentment lies inferiority and ego the other is good it is joy peace love hope humility kindness empathy and truth the wolf that wins question mark the one you feed and that's an old Cherokee proverb so it's all about the choices and being grateful for those beautiful choices that really bring us forward in life on that path that we want to choose and bring our greatest talents and gifts so tell me how you interpret this in your life these days during you know you're in New York I mean 
it, it can't be easy still. And it's been a long, long, it's been a long journey for all of us. Long journey, yes. So um, the program after about three years had really felt like it had taken off. And I was spending about three weeks in, I would say, I don't know, 30 different schools. So three weeks at a time and had been booked to be working right all through the school year. The last school that I worked in uh, was on Friday, March 13th. I had been in White Plains Middle School since the beginning of March. And so I knew we had a sense that week that things were starting to, you know, not feel right. And teachers were really feeling, um, you know, quite anxious. So yeah. I don't think I would have ever had a sense though that on that day, on that Friday, that would have been the last time that I ever stepped foot into a school until in fact, um, my work at Stepanak High School this month. Um, and so there I was crying in bed saying, I look at all the things I've done and now, you know, it's what am I going to do now? Right. And, and that's really where the meditation practice um, has helped me tremendously. It's not just about giving me faith, um, but it's about giving me ideas. You talk a lot in your book about like tapping into creative inspiration. It's like I can sit here and cry, which I did, and, and feel upset about like all I've created that's no longer going to be happening. Or I can think about how I can continue to do what I love, but just in a different way. How can I continue to do what I love, but be flexible so that if it has to look different, it will. And if I look back at the four-year journey, it really was that. I started off in competitive athletics working after school with any team that would hire me, which then shifted because a parent said, my child isn't an athlete, but why isn't he or she having this opportunity? So I was like, okay, that makes complete sense. We can't just be a competitive athletic program. We have to be in school. Well, what class can we be in in school that everyone participates in? Physical education. So then I went to Irvington and said, can I be a unit of gym? Which Again, with the name meditation in your logo at that time, that was not a good thing. I, it probably would have been better if I was the mindfulness lab, but in 2016, people weren't even using that word. Um, but my daughter had come up with the idea of using the word lab in the company name because she loved the word lab as a student of thinking of like, you have science lab, it's like yeah. an ex you're experimenting. And that's what we're doing when we're together. I'm offering different thoughts, ideas, ways of approaching this practice. Yeah. There's no one perfect way to do it. There's a lot of different ways to do it. The way that resonates for you, that's the way. But we're in the lab. We're going to figure it out together. And we'll all hopefully leave after our three weeks together with each child student having some real you know, tools that they integrate in their day. So I want to show a picture also in the stream of, of your classroom, which is fantastic. These are kids. Is this physical yeah. education class and they're yeah. all? So that's a great question. So, and I know you have so many pictures. So this is my most recent work at Stepanak. So this is Med Lab in 2020, which I always say, um, the students are wearing masks. They have desks that um, give them a sense of spatial awareness about what six feet apart is. Right. Uh, this is a gym that was uh, where carpet was laid down because we used to work on mats, but there was too many issues with sanitizing the mats. Um, it's the whole, it's a whole new world, but, but we're there and it's happening. And this is, as I said, I've been teaching virtually, um, live virtually in schools. And I made pre-recorded sessions that schools are using, but this was the first school, in fact, that said, we would like you to be 
we want you to be there with us, which was amazing. As I said, I this tomorrow will be the last day of a 20 day. Um, oh, wow. So it's a, a three week process. You go for three weeks, you sign up for three weeks. And then when did you actually go back into the schools again after, you know, the, the great, so this is the first school I have been in since wow. March 13th. Wow. Again, I've been, in, I've been in schools like this. Hey guys, it's Miss Jen. Yeah. And, and that's lovely. And there'll be like 60 little boxes of students on the screen. And I had to take a course and how to navigate that, you know, yeah. how to call on someone and tap their box. And so that's, I just love teaching. So if it has to be on the computer, it will be, but this yeah. picture on the bottom right makes me smile just because that had been a, you know, that was worth the wait of eight. I think it was eight months. Do you see a difference with the kids from the time you enter like the first class until the 20th day, like tomorrow, it'll be like a different change in, in these kids with regard to how they handle a lot that's of the anxiety and stress. That's a great question. So to be clear, I'm in a school for 20 days, which doesn't mean I'm with each individual student for 20 days. Okay. Okay. Due to find, find you know, there's, just, there's just not enough time in the day, but, right. but ideally I'm with each student twice, but there will okay. be 10 different classes because we have freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors in high school. Wow. But there's no question that the tone of the first class where there's a lot of resistance, eye rolling, uh, <laughs> kids, stupid. I'm not, and, and the good news is I have six kids of my own. So I'm, I know what eye rolling is. I know what resistance is. I don't even, I mean, one athletic director said to me, I'm so sorry. I mean, oh my God. they're not bad kids. I said, Oh no, of course they're not. They just are going, what on earth are we doing coach? I thought we were going to be playing yeah. basketball today. Usually I'm, I'm used to kids being disappointed when they're like, she's here. But, um, so the shift even in from class one to class two is that the second time that they come in and it's me, I, there's not much resistance at all. Now, maybe yeah. someone says I'd still rather be doing basketball, but but everyone's like, oh, okay, we'll do this. Yeah. Uh, which still say that's that's good. That's a step. So I want to go back to what you've told me before with regard to your your practice. And let me take this off because I think it's really important that you uh, reiterate the fact that you look for movement. The whole idea is to get these kids to move. And 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 tell me a little bit about how you move them away from the idea of the woo-woo yoga of the yesteryear and the whole, I mean, listen, the reality is, is that mindfulness and meditation are concepts that are now entering the mainstream with that within the last like five to 10 years. So it's not something that's been around forever. And especially for kids. I mean, I, I was surprised myself to see that there was a um, yoga classes offered at my own son's high school. And the whole idea is trying to control the idea that you're, you know, you can handle stresses differently and the tools. And I love tools because that's really empowering for manifesting. If you want to manifest a life. So tell me, a little bit more about your whole process that you know you engage the kids from you know, tell me tell me about it i want to hear more from well, you I, I love that so this picture makes me smile we made this video series in june when an elementary school had asked me to come up with a pre-recorded series for kids and it is essential whether i'm working with elementary school middle school or high school students there has to be movement right the whole the essence of the program is moving towards stillness Right. I can't ask kids to sit still and meditate if they're <laughs> agitated and uncomfortable. 
So we start with very simple stretches. I usually don't use the why word, like the yoga word, because boys are like, oh, I'm not a yoga person. If I say we're going to move mindfully or we're going to stretch, which sounds a little more athletic, usually there's there's buy-in there. So we start lying down on our back, placing one hand on our chest, one hand on our abdomen, closing our eyes. Yeah taking some long deep breaths everyone's happy to lie down there's no, there's no student that isn't like ooh lie down in the middle of the day sounds great yeah we slowly begin to connect with the rhythm and the flow of our breath and then we start to move and breathe very simple basic movements ultimately we come up to a position more like you see me there where we're seated um, typically we don't do any standing work at all but we do some work on our abdomen noticing how it feels to stretch and breathe there. And then ultimately we come back down to um, do like a nice body scan and a guided relaxation. This all happens before students learn a three-step meditation, a simple, easy to follow, three simple steps that that I think now everyone says three simple steps, but I I know in the moment when I created that, it, it felt, it felt new. Um, to me, because I always felt like I can't overwhelm kids. We're just going to go step one. And no matter where you are, you're like, oh, even if I'm on step two, I know I'm halfway there. Like I was always thinking about it somewhat through the negative or sort yeah. of the lens of a child who might be like, uh-huh. I can't <laughs> halfway there, right? She tells me there's just one step to go. I can, I can do that. Um, probably because I remember listening to meditation videos or audios and thinking the teacher stopped talking like, you know, is it almost over? You yeah. know, when you're at, are we there yet? Right. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, cause the, the, well, and I can imagine even nowadays the, 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 the span of attention is less and less and less because of so many different, you know, technological uh, gadgets that, you know, they're like, hurry, 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 hurry. But I know what's really cool about the whole idea is that, you know, Mike's saying giving them the tools is key, teaching the skills as well, but doing it in such a way that it doesn't feel like it's being forced on them and then it's engaging. Because like you said, who doesn't like to lay down on the mat? I mean, it's my favorite. What is that? It's Shavasana. Right, which is a word. But yes, I mean, what happened was I practiced this program that I envisioned on each of my children. And I got feedback from each of them. So my son, who was a junior in high school, said, Ooh, the only thing I really like is the lying down part. So I was like, good, I'm going to start with that. I'm going to start with the part that everyone likes the most. So we dim the lights in the gym. We really try shift or transform the energy of the gym. I have like sense in a diffuser, not that they can see it because that would look too kind of woo woo, as you said, but there's a nice smell. The lights are soft. There's music and kids get to lie down and close their eyes. I mean, the next thing you know, it's over, but when they come back, they're like, we'll do this. You know, there's there's yeah. very little resistance when it's presented that way. Had they walked in and I said, all right, everyone, sit upright in a cross-legged, you know, uncomfortable seat, yeah. yeah. close your eyes and start relaxing. I mean, that's not setting kids up to be successful. Yeah, and and you, you really think about it this way is that they, they really are giving the tools to these kids so that they figure out ways to self-soothe themselves later on in life because, you know, a lot of people are having a lot of anxiety and panic attacks, especially in light of something like, you know, a pandemic occurring or, you know, a lot of stressors in their life. And if you give kids or even adults, 
you know, who were once kids, you know, the, the opportunity to learn what works for them in such a way that they would want to continue doing it, then it's a success. That teaching program that you engage from that point of genius, what really worked for you really is successful. And I, and I love, I love this as well, because, you know, you say, you know, one positive, small thought in the morning can change your whole day. And when you insert this, like to feed the good, that one small positive thought that you engage with your students as well can change their whole life. And that is really impactful. And, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about, about that because I know going from one point, you have six kids. I mean, you said it twice. And I just think that, I mean, I, I love the fact that you have six kids. And the second thing is that you are so, <laughs> you're so calm. And I think I'm, you know, we talk to each other many times and you just come across with a definite calm effect, but you also embrace the fact that you know what responsibilities you have and how you handle them is by, you know, I have to do this, right? I mean, I practice every day, not because I'm a good student, but because I know that if I don't, I really won't be able to navigate the ups and the downs of the day without, you know, being overly reactive. So it's, I know that about myself and um, it, it's what creates the discipline or inspires the discipline, but it, it, it's, I don't, I don't, I think it's what's allowed me to be the messenger because I can speak so authentically about the practice. And I, and I say that because at the end of each class, we always set aside about five times to talk about practical application. So it's like, you've had this good experience. Yeah. So now how can you find three minutes in your day? Let's, let's break that down, yeah. right? Cause you're waiting for the perfect time to do this. And I've said this to you, you'll never do it. Right. So yeah. you have to think about your, you look at your calendar and you say, okay, here's my day. Here are a couple of windows where I might be able to take five, whether it's five deep breaths or five minutes of deep breathing and close my eyes and create that for myself. So we do the same thing with young people, right? Let's look at your day, whether it's on the way to school, whether it's before a big test, whether it's before soccer starts, whether it's when you get home before you do your homework, like what are those transition times where you could integrate the practice? Well, um, I wanna ask you something about that because I think that, you know, a lot of everyone, you know, everyone was moved inside to their houses, you know, or everyone, they were changed. They were asked to be flexible with their life, a little bit more resilient with regard to, you know, trying to navigate the world a little differently. People are, you know, they push back, but the bottom line is, you know, you have to restructure yourself in a different way of organ organizing yourself. So if someone were to say, I want to live a, a different life, I wanna choose to feed the good, what would be the one thing that you would encourage them to do at the outset that that would give them the most bang for their buck literally we're sitting here in thanksgiving week we have a whole month left of 2020. like what can you give to these people who are listening this audience who are like you know okay jen tell me something that i can do to make you know so so i go into 2021 with a different vision and a more balanced sense of of, of who I am and why I'm here, but with more calm in their lives. So I would ask them to trust me when I say that although you feel like you don't have enough time to take five minutes to close your eyes and settle your energy, I'd ask you to trust me that by taking those five minutes, you will actually create more time for yourself, right? You'll be that much more steady and that much more centered to then go about your day and move through your day in a much more right pleasant enjoyable way so 
I think of it like this, like they always say, attach a habit to a habit. So maybe it's I right like after that. you brush your teeth, right? Maybe it's right after you go for a run. Maybe it's right after you, you know, empty the dishwasher every morning that I do. Whatever it is, attach one habit to the next habit like and make a five minute commitment to yourself. I like that. It's an app, Insight Timer. It's free. You can put on soft music on it. What is it called? Insight Timer? Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, Insight okay. Timer. And that's an app? It's an app. Okay. You can set the timer for five minutes. You'll get a little bell at the beginning. You pick any music you want. It's all free, whether you want to listen to a babbling brook or, you know, a fire logs burning, whatever, whatever makes you, you know, waves moving in and off yeah. the shore. Yeah. And then there'll be another timer that will, a, a bell that will ring at the end. You could set it for three minutes, Meg, in the beginning. Yeah. And all you have to do is sit up tall, take a few long, deep breaths. And every time your mind moves away from the breath, you're just guiding it back. And whether you're using simple words, maybe that's an easy one. So you're picking two words, one word on the inhale and like one that. word on the exhale. So it could be in and out, or it could be begin again. I like that. Begin again. I like that. So one word on the inhale and one word on the exhale. I like that. That's words really that resonate with you. So let it be anything. Sometimes I use words like um, uh, my teacher, Sharon Salzberg. I love this. She, love her. she used words like breath and not the breath. And that was the way of reminding herself. Like if I'm focused on the breath, I'm using the word breath. And if I'm not focused on the word breath, <laughs> if I'm not focusing on my breath, I say not the breath. And it's just a little cue that's like, oh, come back, right? You've wandered away. That's okay. Don't get mad at yourself. Just come back and begin again and begin again and begin again. And that way you're like, oh, I'm not failing. Yeah. <laughs> I that my mind wandered. I'm starting over. I'm training my brain. And these are the things we talk about with the kids, right? You work out your muscles at the gym. You're, this is the same thing, mental skills training. You know, I have to tell you, so I, I've had my battle with anxiety and I've had my, my challenge with um, my parasympathetic nervous system on the fritz. Like I remember that the first thing, um, a lot of the body work that they taught me to do is you have to, you have to tap into your body again. It's because your brain is going into that creative, you know, development where, you know, you're not breathing, you're not inside, you're not in your body. You're like, you're like and that's why your heart starts to raise. Fight or flight mode. Exactly. That's when the whole flight, so that when a lot, for the beginning they had me, um, wear a rubber band around my wrist and flick it just so I felt it felt reality. What's real? What's real? That my brain can create different things. But I think the fact is it brought me back to my breath. And that's exactly what you're teaching people to do is that the first thing you get up in the day, I remember someone said to me, a great tool is when your feet hit the ground, say, I'm grateful for being alive today. And you know, just use one of the gratitudes. You, the minute your feet hit the ground, you say, thank you. But it's the same thing what you're doing now. The minute your feet hit the ground, grab your, you know, your three minute app, and then, you know, begin again. And it just brings you into your body and you, where you're renewed by that breath and reminded to start from that place. Let me ask you, I really want to know more about um, this because when I introduce people to this, you, to your extraordinariness and, and literally you're interesting, you worked with Cuomo and then you went into education afterwards because of yoga. And then you wanted to teach, you know, kids how to manage, you know, their lives in a different way by virtue of having this intentional practice where that will really be a part of the building blocks to help them be, 
you know, really good, solid adults in the future and not these erratic, you know, you know, kind of ADHD. Not nothing that, that that's not a thing, but it's a tool. And and then you're giving empowerment tools to really like truly live your life, right? So when I went to ask you, like, like right now, many people are dealing with anxiety. You know, if you're watching the news long enough, you might freak out. But you know, other than that, like, how do you help people other than the breath work? What would be a great tip for them to help them through anxious times, anxieties, you know, things that would would cause them, um, especially because of the movement, you're saying like positive movement rather than like maybe con like contracting, expanding heart space. Right. I think, I mean, for the answer to anxiety is action, right? You have to get out of your head and into your heart, right? right. How do you do that? So you can get out of bed and, and do your meditation and that's certainly helpful. But sometimes just moving the energy is what's necessary. So whether it's a 20 minute walk every morning or however it is that you like to, you know, reconnect with that feeling of being alive. And so many of us, especially because during COVID, a lot of our buffers were taken away from us. Like if you used to commute to work, that was kind of your time to settle in the car before you went to work, right? Yeah. Riding home from work or just being in your home where you had some time alone. Now, if you have a family, you're never alone. So it's <laughs> your job to make those buffers for yourself, to make that time for yourself, whether it's setting your alarm 15 minutes early to do that. I mean, I, there's this whole feeling, of, oh, I have to sleep, I have to sleep, I have to sleep, which you do. Yeah. But I, these practices are really essential to overall well-being. So it's a combination of things. I, I love your dialogue about gratitude. It is, um, I talked to, kids about that I use this um, reference like good news slides off um, like a Teflon pan like food off a Teflon pan good positive feelings we, we don't hold on to them which is why I was joking about like oh I gotta reread that bio like I you know that's gonna make me feel that's gonna remind me of all these wonderful things that have happened instead of thinking about wow um, Thanksgiving's coming. They're closing down the schools for two weeks. That probably means I'm not going to be teaching or getting to do what I had planned to do. You know, it's easy to go down the rabbit hole of negative thoughts. Uh, so yeah. it requires us to look at our, here I go. I'm starting to go to a negative place. Yeah. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to take some deep breaths by practicing meditation regularly, daily ish. It doesn't have to be every day, but daily ish you become more aware of when you are going down the rabbit hole. It's not, the, it's not that you stop being human. You're yeah. all have moments where you're like, this isn't what I wanted it to be, but you're going to go, Oh, you know what? I'm getting stuck in this place. I need to pull back. And that's what meditation does. It allows us to like, like pull back the lens so I can now see this with more clarity. Like sometimes I see when the camera, it gets like a little fuzzy and then all of a sudden it, like it goes back and finds my my you know my image in a more clear way well i think that's really amazing i think that one of the things that just resonated with you i mean with me that you've just said is the fact that um the clarity comes through awareness and you know we all get negative it always happens you can't you're human you know, it, it, it's, it's a battle in your feel. You're human and you feel. Even when we were speaking to the, the quote, there's a battle of two wolves. It doesn't matter. You can't avoid 
both wolves. They're there. Emotions, feelings, you process them. But the one that wins is the one that you feed. And I, I love that you were saying before that good things roll off a pan like Teflon, you know, like, but when you grab onto them and be aware and just actually bask in them for a little bit, you know, like, wow, this is really feeling good then you might hold on to it a little longer. And I, one of the things that I've been trying to do, successfully I might add, is instead of going negative, I'm trying to get curious. What What is happening here? And then I think that that speaks a lot to the breath work because I, I literally laugh because I used to say, I am not gonna meditate. This is not something. But I wanna, I wanna, I wanna share this too because I think this is fantastic, especially in light of the conversation we're having is a positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Tell me why this quote speaks to you because I loved it when I read it and I'm like, I wanna hear why she likes it. I know why it resonated with me, but boy, this is it in a nutshell. You know, so two things. For me, as I said, whenever I was worried about how I was gonna come up with the next idea, so the pandemic happens, what am I gonna do? My meditation practice always allowed me to um, to see what the answer was. And so seeing the invisible, that just resonated with me. I love a positive it. thinker, one who meditates naturally over time becomes a positive thinker. And I don't want to say sees the future, but you like, you get a message. It's like a message like, well, maybe you could try it this way. Maybe you could try, it's like a creative inspiration. Maybe is a better way of saying that. I, 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 I hold back from oftentimes sharing that with people because I don't want anyone to think that I'm any different than anyone else. Like I want to highlight if you said to my kids, oh, is she Zen Jen all the time? Which is what a lot of the kids call me in school. Yeah. They'd say like, oh no, she's a big bag of crazy. She's like everyone else. <laughs> That's like everyone why I else. like you. That is why I like you. Totally. But it's it. true. But, but they would say, but she's just very, very aware. So when she becomes that big bag of crazy, it doesn't last long or she'll come downstairs and within two minutes say like, you know what? I'm sorry that that, that wasn't my best self. Can we try? Can we start again? Can we try over? I, I just think that's important to know, but um, feels the intangible and achieves the impossible. I, I guess in thinking about, again, you reading that bio, if you told me four years ago that I'd be where I am, I would have said that's impossible. So for me, that that's why I love the quote. I have to tell you one of the coolest things about what you just said is the fact that people who see the invisible are those that live in their imagination. And this meditation lab started in your imagination. It's something that you came up with this creative idea of possibility that others might not have believed possible, but you did. And when you do that and you infuse positivity, choose to feed the good, right? Into that world, then the reality is it will come into your reality. And I think that one of the craziest most wonderful, you know, what you call a bag of whatever the heck you were saying about yourself. That is crazy. Is that when people are like that, their realities become what they've already imagined. It's just the process, how it unfolds and how we trust the process and how you're telling everyone that we have to trust you. You know, the reality is, is that something that you know? It's something that you didn't know and now you know, and now you're teaching it to others because it is something that has helped empower you in your life, which is 
the positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the tan intangible, and achieves the impossible. Because truly, when you actually allow um, your teaching to shift other people, so that is seen as impossible for many, many people. That I'll never, I will like never do meditation. And now I do it whenever, like I'm like, oh, <laughs> like what is she doing? Leave me alone. I am breathing. Clearly, I need to. But you know, I think the guidance that you give, and I think that what you're the beacon of light. You're a beacon of light for all of these kids, and that is so empowering, and is so powerful, and is so important. And we need more people like you in the world. And maybe there's someone out there who has that genius in them too, those creative ideas that you know, watching you create something that was once a, you know a thought or a dream into what is reality. And, how, and this is going to explode because the reality is. This is really what we need nowadays. Everybody is burnt out, fried, and they need something that's going to bring them back into themselves, so they can start rebuilding from a place that they need to rebuild. So, one of the coolest things about this show, which I love, this was a dream once, manifesting with Meg, and I was just like, I don't have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to throw it out there and see if anybody comes. If they come, great. If they learn something wonderful, but I get to share. These wonderful people like you with the world, which makes me excited, and I'm grateful for the opportunity too because you said yes to me. So I am so incredibly honored and privileged to have you here. And since this is the month of gratitude, I am grateful for your presence. Now I turn to you and say, how do you live from a place of gratitude in your life so that you can inspire others to do the same as well? My husband wakes up every morning and writes a list on a piece of paper of the things he's grateful for.、Um, he's been doing that for a long time. Oh wow! Pretty yeah, like、um, such a formal gratitude practice. So amazing! Amazing. I was inspired by that not to pick up pen and paper, but to integrate thirty seconds at the end of my meditation, which which usually is not.、Um, A time where I am trying to connect to、um, anything other than disconnecting. If that makes <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. It's not about like thinking. Of, I'm trying at least not to be like planning my day and thinking about the grocery list. But、um, but I thought you know what I'll I'll use the last minute. So I actually have a, a timer that pings that indicates that I have a minute left. Yes.、Um, and I will spend that last minute just actually saying、uh, names in my head of people.、Wow. In my life, that I'm grateful for, and it just, even if it's well, my dad, and, and then the image of my father is there, or my brother, and the image is there. It's so simple, it's so nothing, but、um, but it reminds you, especially in this world where we're not together, you have to force yourself to remember、yeah. all of this beauty that you have in your life that you may not that you may not get to see. So that that's my approach. I have a friend who uses a different approach and thinks about. Um, all of the people who are suffering or struggling, and that's a way for her to to give love to them, but also to be grateful that she's not them. If that you know, like if that expression, it could be so much worse.、Yeah. Um, and I will say that I was thinking about that today. A friend, an old old friend, came over to take some pictures of the kids. She actually grew up in Winter Park. Oh, really? I, one story for a minute because I. About 20 years ago, I would wanted to teach yoga to the hearing impaired, and I took sign language lessons. I went into the city to my husband's office, and I called ABC Language School and asked to, you know, work with a, a teacher once a week. And this lovely girl, who's about 15 years younger than me, came 
and met me at the office. And the first lesson is um, you have to say, my name is blank in sign language and I'm from blank. So she said, I'll go first. And she said, my name is Hillary and she's deaf. She was um, signing and speaking. And she said, and I'm from Winter Park, Florida. Wow. Well, I said that viewers don't know, but so we're both from Winter Park. So I was like, you're right. from Park? So I said, I'm from Winter Park, Florida. It turns out she had gone to Lake Highland to school with my younger brothers and sisters. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, which is pretty amazing. In any event, she came back to the house today and was sharing with me how incredibly difficult it is to be deaf in a world where she is a lip reader oh. because everyone's wearing their mask. <gasps> oh my God. And I had a tear in my eye and my kids had a tear in their eye and I thought, okay, in my friend's gratitude practice, you would be thinking about her. You would be thinking, I am so, how fortunate am I for all of having all of my faculties and capacities wow. and how much love I extend to those who are struggling in that way. So I don't share that to bring you down, but I mean, there are people no, that it's work really... so hard to navigate this. Um, and so we just, we have to be, we, we have to remind ourselves each day what, how lucky we are. You know, I, I wanna, I wanna say that I never thought of that. I never, I mean, the perspective is just mind blowing sometimes that you, you know, maybe in, like a lot of people may be inconvenienced by wearing a mask, whatever. Listen, the fact of the matter is when that is your form of communication and it is covered up, it's like that is your world has gone silent. And, and I think a lot of people right now, and I'm going to say this, are struggling with the world gone silent for them. And, you know, and trying to navigate the frustration and the fatigue of, of this whole period of time, at the same time, grateful for the fact that they're healthy and their family members are healthy and, and it's just really challenging. And when you, when you point that out, you know, that's a point of gratitude, you know, I'm grateful that that is not my situation and that, you know, at the same time, you know, having a lot of compassion or empathy as well, because this is not going to be forever. This is not, a, we don't want to get used to this. We want to go back to a time where we all hug, where I don't just see you on a Zoom screen, but I can see you and I can give you a huge hug because I'm grateful for your presence in my life. And the bottom line is because we've, you know, in this period of time, you've actually been present for a lot of the lawyers. You had a, you had a meditation and a yoga session for my, my circle of, of influence, my friends that you've been able to impact as well. So you know, the, the net we can, we can throw out is wide if we want to. And I think at the same time, being really grateful, you know, for what we have now, and then also understanding that some people are, are going through a bit of a struggle too, and that you don't may not realize, you know, it's always say, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes, but once you bring it to someone's attention, oh my God, I didn't realize that. So that's really powerful. What you just said, I just, it just blew my mind. And and you know, when we're trying to manifest the life of our dreams, first of all, I love paying attention to the synchronicities, you know, how, you know, you're from Winter Park, she's from Winter Park, and she's also, you know, coming into your world. That's amazing. And you never know, and you never know, you just never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to impact and who you're going to impact with your vision and your vision of extraordinariness that needs to come out. And many of us may be afraid to be vulnerable, but at the, at the end of the day, 
it's necessary. So I, I want to share one more thing with everybody before, you know, because I, you know, I'm a big fan of the quotes. So I have to tell you, this is something that is incredibly powerful, that success cannot be measured in wealth, fame or power, but by whether you have made a positive difference to others. And I think especially one of the things I'm grateful for is that I'm not able to do what you're able to do, Jen, but you are doing it for many kids that really are making a difference, showing them a new light, showing a new way. Tell me a little bit about what this means to you and your life. Well, it's interesting. My work in schools, um, I feel like I'm doing extraordinary things. We as a school community are are creating and accomplishing extraordinary things. And I'm, I'm not really getting paid a lot of money because schools don't have big budgets for these type of programs. So, um, so I, I don't measure my success in terms of um, the amount of money that is coming in the door. Um, and certainly I don't think of it as fame nor power either, but I am, I am so lucky that I get to see each and every day. I mean, I get to share what I do and then get that feedback from those who I, whether it's verbal or nonverbal mm -hmm. feedback, right? I can just, I can see either relief or release or just a sense yeah. of, you know, freedom or ease. And so I leave feeling, um, feeling rich and blessed and feeling like, oh my gosh, I made a difference today. And yeah. so my concern is always like, oh my gosh, you know, I hope that, you know, things go fairly smoothly here this winter because when I don't get to, when I don't get to make a difference in some way, then, then my day doesn't quite feel the same. No, I love that. And I love the fact that you're able to find a path to use your voice to make a difference, a positive difference for others. Because in my opinion, the ripple effect from that travels beyond your even wildest imagination. So I want to, I want to make sure that I tap into this time to manifest together. And I want to refocus like the conversation on back to the tools that you can give. I, I love the breathing techniques. I love the app. I love those 30, you know, 30 seconds of gratitude. So what's most important to you now as we sit Thanksgiving week and we're about to, you know, celebrate with our, our immediate families, you know, hopefully people will be doing that. Um, you know, clearly keeping in mind um, what's happening in the world that, you know, that's still out there, COVID, and that we want to be really cognizant. But let me ask you, what's important to you in light of these last 10 months going into 2021, this last month of, oh my God, my favorite month, Magic and Miracles of December. So tell me a little bit about that. I think the magic of this year has been about bringing the family back together. Um, my two boys that were in college came home in March and for the first time in so long, and I know so many families who have shared the same sentiment with me, we went from everyone being in a million different directions and a million different activities. I ate, I would sit down with one son after hockey at 10 p.m., otherwise he'd be eating alone. <laughs> but my daughter at 5 p.m., otherwise she, but, but we weren't all together. And so um, having that time to be together for those couple of months before things got a little softer here in New York was really, um, while it was challenging, obviously, in so many ways, it was really magical and it really reminded me that um that it's not going to happen it's not going to be like this forever but when it does happen when everyone does come back home like they have they have now i told you my son is back in the house um back from college to just be savoring the moments like to that. be aware like oh my gosh even the, the voice in your head like yeah. this magic moment this is a magic moment because otherwise um 
I mean, if you, you can let the river take you, which is lovely, but but every now and then you have to pull back and say, look, ooh, this is here it is. Here yeah. it is. Sometimes that's my my own little my own little mantra, like it's hot right now, right now. And I'll be like, oh, it's a magic moment right now. My kids are making dinner. Oh, it's a magic moment right now. Well, no one's really cleaning up. But I mean, if they were cleaning up, that would be like a really <laughs> magical. That would be like mind blowing. Right. But you have to like have that little. See, that's that's the ability to to see with clarity, to see with perspective. Not every moment, but but from yeah, a deep breath, right? A deep breath. And, and Mike even says reestablishment of the family has been the silver lining in all of this. Even my own family, we, like we sat down and for dinner together, meals together, which we never did before. And 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 our our we slowed down a little bit, which is really something amazing. And and just really got to look at our look at each other, you know, see each other. So so as far as how you start acting in alignment with this and bringing the lessons, the gifts of this period of our times of, into the future. How would you help others manifest that? You know, take those wonderful moments, like right now, I love that, right now, right now, right now. Yeah, I mean, it all starts with the breath. It all starts with one's ability to just get, you know, coming back to the present moment is coming back to one inhale and one exhale. It's not it's Beautiful. not a complicated thought. So that's what I would say and I, and and the first step can be a really small step. Sometimes students will say to me, "This was great. I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes every day." I'm like, "Oh, please don't do that. Don't even say that you're going to do that because yeah. you've just set yourself up with a goal that's, that's too lofty and most likely intangible. Start with small little pieces. Yeah. Today I'm going to take 10 seconds to think about two things I'm grateful for each morning. And then take one minute to enjoy five long, deep breaths. And then I'm going to take one minute to just stretch my body, right? Yeah. The kids rainbow breathing, painting Uh, rainbows. Painting rainbows. That's painting rainbows, right? There's your three minutes for today. It can get, it can build, but you have to start small, start small because then you'll, you'll make it happen. Oh my God, I love that. That's my favorite thing. You just told me your favorite thing is painting rainbows. I love that. Oh my God, that made me so happy. Butterflies, so. um, Oh, the butterflies, that too. I'll take them both. That's awesome. You know, we we started off, you know, with this interview of of setting an intention and and I want to bring us back to there. Like, what is that intention that you had for today to share with all these wonderful people who are going to be watching you and listening to you and, and remembering to breathe, which is so important. Well, I was, I was so excited to be here. First of all, to reconnect with you because I know you're awesome. <laughs> a small miracle in and of itself. I know. amazing. Um, and to, as I said to you, when we first met to be able to share what I'm doing with other people, whether they're inspired to then consider doing it in their school community, whether they're inspired to reach out to me, to hire me to do it in their school community. Um, but, but to let people know what it is that my vision was and how it is manifesting, how it is unfolding. And, um, you know, hopefully make a connection with someone else who has the same hope or dream or vision. I I love that making, so collaboration for me is really important. I, I, I like, if I can make some magic with, oh, tell me what you want to do. And let me see if I can make some magic. Exactly what you did with me. And the next thing I knew that I was teaching at Isla. So I, I love, 
I love sharing this, whether it's with adults or whether it's with children. So hopefully there's someone maybe that's like, oh, I actually can think of a venue that or, you know, a group of people that she might actually really be able to be helpful for. That would be exciting to me. And let me tell you something, because I have been a beneficiary of, of a class of yours. And, and you know, it's really, it, you will after not even the brief time that you have together, you do feel a lot of the stress tension melting away, which I think is really something that is very uh, reflective of your abilities because you calm people. You have a sense of calm that surrounds you. And it's kind of around the space that you brought into tonight and, and, and who you are and who you've become and this practice that you've had for some time. So with that, what is the number that you picked in the magical guide? 113. So you have to share why, because this is a fantastic story and I love it. Uh, well, because, um, well, I have six kids and five of them are born on the 13th. So the number 13 is just, you know, that's my lucky number. So for Italians, 13 is lucky. So that is a very lucky day. And plus you also said Friday the 13th too. So it's even better. Exactly. So I just picked 113 because I don't know, just felt. So what I'd ask you to do is read from the Magical Guide, page 113 and share with us the insight. And hopefully um, it'll be your gift, your message that will resonate with somebody who's out there listening tonight who needs to hear this. The energy of affection. We can live without religion and meditation, but we cannot survive without human affection. A mother's love is the first and greatest gift of human affection that we receive. This amazing bond of energy is vital to each individual's growth. As a human race, we can survive without many things, but affection is not one of them. For us to thrive, we must reach out to one another with care and empathy. When we know we are loved, we are able to accomplish so much more, emboldened to grow beyond belief, spiritually as well as intellectually. Relationships are such an important part of our lives. While we are here, we have the power to liberate another from loneliness with love. While we are here, we have the power to impact another by including him or her in a life experience colored with joy. While we are here, we have the power to mother another once again with the kind of love and support that we desired in our first days for the beauty comes from the realization that while our mother was our first and most important introduction to love and affection she is no longer the source the only source available to us we receive this energy from so many other people on the path as we set out to build a community of kindness if we take the gifts received from the kind and gentle affection in this world and make the commitment to share them within one another, we all flourish. Mirroring the love of, who, of whoever choose, chose to mother us out into the universe, we set the world afire with warm embraces, supportive handshakes, kind words, and loving attention. Show affection to someone who needs it today and share this incredible energy. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my God, I think it's perfect. 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 It's perfect. And you know, really um just feed yourself with that breath first that energy of affection for yourself so that you can come out into the world with a full cup and then hopefully you know even though we we can't embrace fully we can still embrace with love in other ways and that's just beautiful jen i i think it, it completely aligns with everything that you represent in this world and how you want to show up and your beautiful idea that has become 
so incredibly impactful for so many students. I'm going to put it up there again, your meditation lab. And I just know that the impact that it's going to have is going to go beyond any realm of possibility you could ever imagine because the fact is that you are using your nurturing skills and, and putting it out there for the world. So I just want to say, you know, this is incredible. I'm so grateful that you've invited me into your dream to help manifest. And then you've manifested in my life as well. And we're all here to live life with incredible purpose and passion and everything that makes us come alive and joyous and happy and gratitude for it all, which is really, you know, what we're all looking to do this week as we sit down with those family members who are present and then maybe say a word of gratitude like you do and visualize those who are not with you at that point in time, but just be really grateful. And, and, you know, I, I would love to, you know, set out to everyone where the audience can find you and, and contact you, if, if, you know, to, to take some perhaps your classes or to contact you with regard to arranging classes. Do you have your website as well? You can say it out loud so you can spell it out and so people can understand and, and right. to go. So the website is themeditationlab.org. So just all one word, themeditationlab.org. And my email address is jennifer at themeditationlab.org. So you can email me anytime. My email address is on the website as well. Um, and that's the easiest way to, to, to reach out to me. So I'll be sure to make sure that all that information is in the feed. So afterwards, if anyone wants to contact you, I definitely encourage you. I mean, I, I know that she is going to be that difference in so many lives. And I can't wait. I get excited because I told her, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. Because she knows me by now that I like to have a good time. And I'm like, oh, let's go do this. It's going to be so magical. Ah, I get excited. But before we end tonight, I want to give the final word of inspiration to you, Jen. On this Thanksgiving week, this last week of the month of gratitude, go for it. Send us away, inspire us, and like fill us with that breath. So go ahead. On this month, this magical month of gratitude, I inspire you and encourage you to savor every moment, to spend time with your family and your friends, to connect in meaningful and mindful ways, take walks, walks together, cook together, watch football together, share stories, just enjoy each other's company. And every time you feel yourself caught up in thought or not necessarily present with what's happening, just come back to the breath, mm -hmm. back into yourself, and then begin again, reconnect. I love it. Begin again. I love it. That's then the rainbow and the rainbow. Oh my God, the rainbow movement. I love it. That's my two favorite things tonight. Thank you so much, Jen, you. for your wonderful insight and inspiration, for sharing your extraordinariness with us tonight, for helping me manifest this wonderful life that I have and just you know you know following you is going to be great for anyone who's been on here you're going to really appreciate it and you're going to learn so much remember we're all here to be deliberate creators of our lives we have to dream big and let it, all of us raise the positive vibration together with that energy of affection that she speaks of so we can all be together here on this planet and live in our bliss 
Enjoy the magic and miracles. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Be grateful for your loved ones. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for you, Jen. Let's love ourselves exactly where we are. Reach out to others and continue to spread the love. Time to manifest the life of your dreams. Good night, everybody. Blessings and bliss. Thank you so much, Jen. Have Thank a wonderful you. rest of the month. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.